Good Old Boy Podcast, where we are champions of the common man. I'm your host, Buster Caballero. Thanks for tuning in. We sit down with certified good old boys and discuss how they're doing life, how they're getting by, their tips, their tricks, and getting down to the how to live life right by good old boy standards. So, sit back, relax, fix your cocktail, and let's get to the show. everybody welcome back to the good old boy podcast i am your host buster Kabler again and if you are just tuning in for the first time i appreciate it very much if you're a returning listener man i really appreciate that also especially because the numbers keep going up so that means people are might be enjoying this or accidentally click on a button i know that's happened to me so good old boy podcast what is this all about we're talking to good old boys. A lot of these are my friends or people who say you really should talk to this person or this person. And in the studio today, I have one of my friends, Mr. Jared Williams. How hey. you doing, bud? Oh, man. I- I'm doing really good. Uh, I was kind of offended, though, when you told me that yeah, this is a good old boy podcast. I was like, you know, what do you mean good old boy? Like, I kind of still feel like I'm a young man and... You know, a good old boy. I got this complex. Feel. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's kind of funny because I started thinking about, um, you know, how do you know when you're getting old? You, know, you feel it. You, you definitely feel it. But uh, so I thought of, you know, you start making noises when you get up and you get down. <laughs> That's one of the big ones. Yeah. But the, even like uh, on my way over here, uh, I was, you know, pulling out of the apartment complex and uh, headed and I was at a stop sign. His car pulled up to me. He pulled up and, you know, going really fast. I said, oh, God, all right, here we go. So, you know, he slammed on the gas to take off to go to the, like, to, to beat was, me off the off the line. What was the car? It was a little white, like, uh, Mercedes car. But it was okay. a young guy in it, so, you know, uh, you know yeah. it's his parents, you know, paying the bill for it. Was it. A, it was a C-Series? Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? E-Class is that the other. But, uh, but no, but, like, when he pulled off and he took off, and I was like, oh, you know, man, this guy, here he goes. Like, you know, I, I had this, like, you know, thought, like, oh, yeah young punk kid and stuff like that. I was like, God, man, I'm getting old. But then I really started to think about it. I was like, you know, I'm really getting old because I know the way the lights work in yeah. this part of town right now. And I know that he's going too fast to catch, catch this next light. Screen. So he's going to get caught at the red light and look did like he? an idiot when I get there. Did he? <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> That's what right now is, you know, there's a speed limit for a reason. It's like, all right, 45. If I do 50, I can yeah. kind of slow down. And boom, boom. But if I do 38 and a half, I know I'll make the next light and I'll yeah. be great. Yeah. It's bad whenever you're driving up to it and it hits red. Oh, that's yeah. that's the worst because then you know you're going to get all the next. But I'm the king of running red lights like that. Like I will run every yellow light I can. I've done that. A lot. I feel like I've done that more lately. <sighs> like I've caught them and I've been like, Phew. it's like tapping the top still pink. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible because now Fletcher, he is uh, you know he's he's got all his colors down and stuff like that. Good for him. But he is like calling me out on everything. <laughs> but he wants me to run red lights. He's like, Dad, just go, go. I, yeah. like, I got to wait for green. He's like, No, 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 no green. Just go. Just go. Just go. <laughs> so well you know oh well but yeah but yeah i'm happy to be here and uh <laughs> talk so, about anything that comes i know up. if you're uh if you go onto the if you go onto our youtube site and you watch the beginning of this you will see that i i messed this up a lot uh starting <laughs> off and this happens i'm still getting used to the equipment still getting used to the setup uh got some new mic stands i uh, got the got the camera for the uh live video now so got spider-man so he's hanging out. He, he's, he's blocking. That is the epitome. Of, he's blocking my uh, canned water. Yeah, that's not sponsored. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yeah, that's a good deal. Yeah, you yeah. might want to think about that, huh? Uh, I don't know if they would or not. <laughs> I'm a Budweiser guy, so. Hey, well, you know. I don't know. Maybe I can get Budweiser to sponsor me. That'd be great. Hey, anything for a dollar. <laughs> I'll drink whatever they want. yeah. <laughs> I know, it's like, what's your favorite kind of beer? Cold. I will take warm also, yeah, depending well, on what's going on. Yeah. So, how's it been going, man? You, you off the boat? I am off. I'm off the boat. Um, got off two days ago. It's it's so weird. I was talking to a friend of mine that works in the industry as well uh, the other day, and he was like, hey, what, what day is it? I was like, I don't know. I said, what day is it? When you, is it Monday, Tuesday? I was like, day I don't know. Four. But it's crazy because I got off on Monday, which was President's Day, and it, well, I was so thrown off because Ryder was <laughs> out of school, yeah. and so I'm like, all right, it's, it's Sunday. I was no. Googling on my iPad how early can you buy beer in Texas on a Sunday? Like, is it 10 o'clock? Is it, like, I know if you're at a restaurant, I think you can it's get noon. it. At, yeah. If it's, it's at a restaurant, you can get it before. Exactly. If it's a grocery store, it's noon, and that's the blue laws. But they're yeah. trying to repeal that. I saw that. My dad, yeah, me and my dad had this big spiel about it. Um, yeah, I, obviously, I think it was like, come on, man. Like, let's let's be able to buy beer. Yeah. You know, because the working man like me, you know, they get off on a Sunday. Hey, that's, you know, yeah. it's Friday for me. If, you, if you're busy working late on a Saturday or something and you don't prepare. Yeah. You're screwed. Yeah. Unless you, you get good neighbors. Yeah. Then but, you know. <laughs> but I was so yeah. thrown off on these days. On uh, on Monday, I thought it was Sunday. And uh, I was trying to figure out when I could, you know, go buy a six-pack of beer for the rest of the day. Because I wanted to cook gumbo. But when, I was co- when I'm cooking gumbo, I want to drink, uh, like, you know, a, a beta or something like that. Like, yeah. I want to drink, like, kind of like a, a, a Louisiana Cajun beer. beer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When I'm eating sushi, I drink uh, Sapporo Gold, you yeah. know, or stuff like that. But, yeah, so I want to immerse myself in this culture of what I'm cooking. And uh, What kind of gumbo did you cook? I did chicken and sausage. That's good. That's the go-to. That's... I, I know. Well, I screwed up because the friend of mine... You burnt your up, No, I didn't burn it. But, like, a friend of mine that I was talking to uh, that works in the industry, um, he, you know, we were both didn't know what day it was. So he look, has a bunch of duck sausage, and I wanted to use duck sausage oh. in the gumbo, but uh, but I didn't get to do that. But that's, still that's really a good. bold move. Oh no, ducks! Ducks! One of those things you got to get that right. Yeah, and I don't know. So you you said the industry. So let's explain. Oh, yeah. exactly. What do you what you do for a living? So yeah, so harbor tugs. So. Uh, so everyone, I say tugboats, and everyone thinks like, "Oh, you're um, toot, pushing barges." Yeah, exactly. You're pushing barges around. What are you doing? It's like it's kind of like um, valet parking for ships. Yeah. So ships it obviously was, can't you know turn left and right when they get to the dock. So we bump alongside of it and, mm-hmm. and escort them. And we're talking ships. We're talking anything massive. from two hundred foot to you know twelve hundred. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I mean, the Port of Houston's you know, crazy. It's you know. They do everything, you know, from any any kind of industry that you could imagine in shipping, they take care of it. Yeah. Because um, once you, yeah. if you, there's a website you can go to and, oh God, what is it? And basically it gives you a satellite of all the ships. Yes. Yeah. And I was trying to t- explain to this to one person whenever oil prices were really low mm-hmm. about all the tanker ships sitting out at the port of just waiting. waiting because it was yeah. cheaper to pay a boat to just sit out there instead of trying to bring it in and store it. Amazing. And and they were like, no. And I was like, look, let me show you this. And I refreshed. Like every week, I'd send them yeah. a picture and be like, more ships, more ships. So, so when you get to the opening of the port, like from the Gulf of Mexico, yeah, that's where y'all come in. Yeah. So um, the way it works is the pilot gets on the ship offshore, and they um, because get to on enter it. into like yeah, United so yeah, States waters, exactly. the captain has to be a 
American citizen. Yeah, so you have to have, if you're a foreign flag vessel, you have to have a local pilot to bring you into the port. Um, if you're an American ship, it's kind of up to you. I think I'm not like super versed on like the mm-hmm. um, logistics of all of that. But yeah, so the pilot gets on the ship offshore, brings it in, and once they get like, you know, say a mile, two miles from the dock, basically when the maneuvering starts to get critical, Mm-hmm. They bring in tugboats, you know, one, two, three, four, however many that, you know, they need for the size of the ship. Um, and we meet the ship, put our ropes onto the ship and help maneuver that ship to get to the dock. Um, you know, they might have to do a you know, 90 degree turn, 180 degree turn. You know, they might have to do a, f- a few of those to get to where they're going. So you're coordinating with other like boats in order to pull the ship. and Exactly. It's kind of like hurting our children, I guess. Very much so. Like if you'd put one of those little backpacks with the monkey. And our wife, our wife would be the pilot because <laughs> <laughs> she is on the ship telling us what to do, and we are secretly just obeying orders. Yeah, so uh, it's exactly the same dynamic. I think that's a, uh, <laughs> a euphemism we can probably all stand <laughs> yeah. behind. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but so you don't clock in at a regular. You're not like, oh, I'll show up at the boat at eight and uh, I'm oh, off yeah. at five, huh? I, you know, there, there's a few few people I work with that. I think they have that mentality but uh luckily we only crew change once every four days Mm -hmm. um so i go in and i'm on the boat for four days so i can't get off late i can't get stuck in traffic i can't Mm -hmm. you know none of that stuff i don't ever have to deal with except for once every basically every eight days i go to work um so yeah i go right now i'm in freeport so i get to the boat at six o'clock in the morning in freeport Mm -hmm. which is you know a little bit different for me now because i've never worked i've never worked down there except until uh this last Christmas is when I started down there. And so it's kind of a new little area for me to work at. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's great because I don't have to work in that, uh, kind of rat race. Like a lot of people get caught in, which yeah. is nice for me because, you know, I cannot stand being stuck in traffic. You're there, but you're, <laughs> but you're not working all the time. You get, there's no, down, there's a lot of downtime. Is there? Yeah. Or? Um, so I've got a friend that actually, um, he works in the refinery in the port that I'm working at right now. And he's, you know, been telling me about, you know, things going and come in like, cause he works at the docks. And so he's telling me like what jobs are coming up and uh, that kind of thing. Um, so you, y'all kind of, is it planned out that y'all know like, Oh, this boat's coming in at this time. So we're going to yes. be busy from this point to this point and that point to that point. It's not like, Oh, get up and go. You got a boat coming in. Yeah, for sure. Well, the docks do know. There, yeah, there's a lot of coordination because the docks know like how long it takes to load this ship or offload this mm-hmm. ship and then bring the next mm-hmm. one in kind of thing. So this guy is working on the dock telling me what's coming and what's going but he'll text me at like, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon. Hey, you're about to have a job. Well, I'm not about to have a job. You know, the mate that I'm working with is about to have the job because the mate works from noon till seven o'clock in the evening. Mm. I go back on from seven o'clock in the evening until midnight, and then he works from midnight to five. And then I work from five till. So you sleep noon. during the day. Exactly. How big is your boat? The one I'm on right now is eighty foot by thirty foot. Okay. Give or take a few inches, but yeah. Um, so the one I've worked on the most was a, about a hundred foot by thirty foot, kind of same little bit, same dimensions. Um, and so now I'm on a little bit small. It's the same like if you looked at pictures, it would look like the exact same boat. Yeah, but it's kind of scaled down to fit into tighter spots because mm-hmm. the big boat that I was on was too big to fit in like some of the smaller ships, like in the Port of Houston. Okay. And so they designed these smaller tugs to actually get in there and maneuver around. Um, they had a couple of, uh, things they based building these boats off of, but, uh, but yeah, so that was like the main thing is they wanted the same type of boat, but just smaller and compact. These boats are 
pretty amazing. Now, does your ha- your boat have like the three hundred sixty degree where you're 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 yeah. not using a a wheel? You're using exactly, a joystick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah, are... I don't have rudders or anything like that. Um, yeah. So I like your boat. Uh, we were down in Galveston one time, and in the uh, you know where the strands at, huh? Yeah, for sure. And, and one day this barge, I get not a barge, uh, like a tugboat comes in. And this thing is like doing three sixties yeah. in the water, and <laughs> yeah. like stopping and then going left and going right or starboard and going uh, port and yeah, just yeah. like like yeah, dancing, dancing. Yeah. And I'm like, my, I'm like, boys, look at this. So, uh, and I grew up, you know, in in Cutoff, Louisiana, yeah. where the boat industry, they some of the largest fabrication boat fabrication facilities in the world are there. You have yep. like Schwest Offshore, you yeah. have uh bollingers you have a superior shipyard one that you know my family grew up with uh but i mean it was seeing these boats get built and the technology that has driven them forward is amazing now it's It's not as wild uh uh, there's a book out called rise (laughs) of the cajun mariner and it talks all about you you would probably love this yeah uh but it talks all about the building of the boat industry in my area, and it talks about how they used to do the uh, the boats and build them out of wood and then seal them with like, God, I forgot what it was, but it it talks about the progression how the boats at first they were like oh seal them with salt and blood yeah. and sweat yeah, yeah. <laughs> where you'd be like there's yeah. a fifty foot boat and then a sixty foot and then a seventy and now this hundred and twenty foot boat all made out God. of steel and yeah that then it even talks about before how the the captains used to have to just know the river and the, the yeah. bayous and the marshes real it's well. Still like that somewhere. And then they came out with radar. Yeah. And they put radar <laughs> in the boat, and it was like, oh my god, this was a game changer. Because uh, you know everything is foggy. You see it sometimes. So yeah. You, sometimes you got to rely on your instruments. Sometimes you just got to know what's going oh, on. For sure. Or you got to rely on the, the, the local guys. You yeah. Know? Uh, we took a. Uh, we have a shipyard in Orange that we go to a lot of the times. And uh, yeah, I went there a couple of years ago. Never been there, and so I'm going up the channel and I uh, end up talking to a couple of you know boats that I'm passing or that are you know we're meeting and stuff. I said, "Hey, look, I'm going up over here. Uh, you got any tips?" And they all told me, "Hey, the water's not where it should be." So okay, mm-hmm. you know, and to someone that doesn't you know work in the industry, that might not. They don't, that doesn't register the, with them. Where, where what do you mean the, the water ain't where it should be? Like, there's nothing but water here. <laughs> it's and, not uh, in yeah. the river. And so yeah, so like in the river, like you have the bends, and so yeah. like if you know you have one side of the river, one of the river turns, it always land gets bigger, and the other right. side it erodes. And so right. yeah, that deep end is usually where you have the deep water. Mm-hmm. Well, in this little part of the channel, it was opposite. Yeah. Which a dyslexic person like me, it works out great because hey, it works out good. Hey, cool. I'll just take it. I'll take the shortcuts there you and go. get up in there. But yeah, so um, just right back to what you were saying, that like the local knowledge, like that still to this day comes back to being like almost you know, number one because I could have radar and I could have everything in the world. But, but if, if I don't, don't have that local knowledge, tell right. me where where the deep spots are. I'm like, ground. <laughs> like the teacher, the teacher in boat school will tell you, like when you go around the bend, this is how it should be. But the loaf guy's gonna be like, no, nope, yeah. that's not how it goes. Yeah, it got Boudreaux and Bubba. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, now. <laughs> so shoot. Yeah, but uh, I'll get that book. I'll get you a copy for you to read. It's it's yeah. really interesting. They uh they even talked about when the bankers started getting involved oh, and man. um. The boat industry slowed down, and they were trying to repossess boats. And they uh, they were in the meeting with the bank, and the bank told them, 
uh, I'm sorry, we're going to have to take the boat from you and repossess it, so just please leave us the keys. And one of the guys says, that's how dumbass you are. You don't even know the boat ain't got keys. God. <laughs> Gee whiz. There's so many jokes in that thing. I know. I know. So, so on your... Uh, so you're off right now, enjoying it, having fun, Absolutely. spending time with the family. Yeah. How's uh what y'all got planned right now? Man. So Crystal, my wife, just got back into town on Sunday and I got off on Monday. So they've spent the last three and a half weeks in California. Because mm-hmm. our youngest Sawyer, he did the intensive therapy program uh through the Napa Center yeah. in LA, which was <clears throat> amazing. Absolutely outstanding. I just did not think that he was going to have the transformation that he ended up having in now, three weeks. Now, you have three kids. Yes. You have Ryder. Ryder's the uh, seven-year-old. Right. And you got Fletcher. Fletcher's the Fletcher. wild two-year-old that'll be three soon. God. Yeah. Fletcher mean. likes to party. He likes to party. He's mean. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> now you have Sawyer, Sawyer. The sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah, the sweetheart. But Sawyer... Uh, Tell us, tell yeah. us, man, because golly, yeah, Sawyer starts. We have story been following. <clears throat> we have been following this young man's journey for quite some time now. Yeah, that's actually the first time you and I really actually hung out. Was, yeah, uh, the beginning of his journey. Yeah, <laughs> this was one of those. Oh no, we're we're yeah. hanging out with Crystal and yeah. Jared. Who's Jared? That's Crystal's husband. Yeah, you'll like him. <laughs> oh, God, I hate those blind dates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so. Uh, so Sawyer's journey started in 2017 after Hurricane Harvey, um, when we got flooded and then you came to our house to rip on mm-hmm. all the sheetrock, yeah. um, and start demolishing the inside of our house because we figured, Hey, let's stay ahead of this thing. Yeah. Ke- um, I remember Kelly was like, Hey, would you, would you want to go help them tear out their house? And, uh, yeah. this was after Harvey and yeah. like, well, do they have generators? Do they have tools? They have I don't think they have anything or something. And I was like, yeah, I got this. Let's go. I had like a half a box cutter and uh, maybe a Phillips screwdriver. (laughs) That was about the the end of my tool set. We used them both. Yeah, we sure did. We got them all out. So so your house is flooded by Harvey. Oh, God, yeah. Um, Got to rip it out. So just enough. I mean, we didn't have water all the way up to the ceiling like you saw, but enough to make everything a pain in the butt. I mean, you know, when we were ripping out sheetrock and we got to the cabinets, okay, mm-hmm. well, you know, what do we do with the cabinets? We got to take the granite off. How do we get the granite off one piece? Like, I mean, just yeah. you know, rip it all out. Exactly. It's just a nightmare. So we're <laughs> ripping everything out. Uh, Crystal is not feeling good. She's been, you know, tired for like the last two weeks. And how, how far along was she at that point? Man, far, pretty far along. I mean, mm-hmm. at least, you know, she probably missed like one, you know, cycle kind of deal. Um, so she goes to Target while we're ripping sheetrock out. Oh God! Yeah, and takes a pregnancy I remember test. this now. Yeah, and instead of waiting until she gets home, she texts me. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? We're pregnant. That's that's what the third one is. It's like, oh hey, by the way, I'm going to Target yeah. and we're pregnant. Yeah. So Jared goes silent. <laughs> We've been ripping sheetrock out, singing Leonard Skinner for the last two hours, and uh-huh. now I'm just you know as quiet as a mouse. And uh, she gets home. Do we tell anybody? It's our third kid. Like, yeah. it's there's no secret, you know, to this. Like, we're not having like a reveal on <laughs> Facebook. We're ripping sheetrock out in our house. We yeah. don't know where we're gonna live for the next, you know, six months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we tell everybody, hey, 
We're pregnant. Yeah, I remember that now. <laughs> and what do you do when you're pregnant and you're ripping sheetrock mm-hmm. out of your house? You take a picture in front of your house with yeah. the demo pile oh, in the God, background. Yeah, that's... So that's how Sawyer uh, came into our lives. Um, you know, fast forward, we get to Christmas and we're living with my parents. Uh, downstairs at their house, you know, they're gracious enough to welcome us in with all our boy, you know, two other mm-hmm. boys. Um, and uh, on New Year's Eve, we're getting ready for a party in the area, and uh, Crystal's water breaks, and she is 24 weeks pregnant at the time, so way too early to have no, a kid. Yeah, yeah, and so we freak out. Been down this road before. We've had a miscarriage um, at 18 weeks before, so we know, you know the craziness that comes with this and uh you know we're just thinking nothing but the worst um so i'm upstairs cooking um and just tell my parents hey look gotta go and they say hey go get it you know we got we got the boys Mm -hmm. y'all do what y'all have to do and so we get in the car we load up and we go what hospital are we going to you know we're going down the street are we going to houston are we going to galveston and we're texting friends that are nurses, mm-hmm. and uh, we ended up going to UTMB in Galveston because mm-hmm. we were with UTMB at the time. Um, so our doctor is in the network, and you know, right there, and, and they have a uh, NICU, and uh, so we haul butt to Galveston. It seemed like that thirty minute drive took an hour. You know how that goes. Yeah. Um, get there. Uh, no one's in a hurry. You know, we're going crazy. Uh, Crystal gets admitted and ends up checking in and she, you know, she's fine. She takes a couple steroid shots, um, to keep the baby inside of her. She's lost a lot of water, but we kind of, you know, stopped the, the outflow from, uh, her, you know, stomach or I don't get whatever you call it. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so we kind of get the game plan. Hey, we're going to be in the hospital for the next couple months until the baby's big enough to deliver. And this is our life. And so, all right, we'll start figuring it out. Like, you know, yeah. What are we going to – let's plan this first week out and get to the next, next week, week and go, 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 go. go. Where do the um, kids go? Exactly. Yeah. They... I, take, I, mean, you to, I take a couple of days off from work to get everything situated. And she's in the hospital for four days. And I said, all right, I'm going back to work now because, you know, if I don't work, I don't get paid. You know, mm-hmm. harbor tug thing, you know, it's kind of a day-for-day yeah. day deal. Um, so I go back in, and uh, I wouldn't on the boat for 12 hours. And she goes, hey, I think I'm going to deliver the baby today. So what do you mean? She goes, yeah, I'm having real bad pains, and uh, you know they're gonna take me downstairs and just kind of monitor me. I said, all right, well I'm getting off the boat. So I text the people I need to text and call the personnel, and they, you know, my port captain says, hey, just go. Yeah. You know, just don't worry about waiting for somebody to come relieve you. You know, just get off that boat and go take care of what you need to take care of. So I haul ass and Uber to get to my car because I'm at a dock in the port mm-hmm. of Houston, not you know where my car yeah. is. And so I get to my car. Um, get into traffic on 146, and uh, Crystal calls me and says, hey, I just had the baby. And it's like, oh, oh man, my God. She goes, uh, he cried. I said, wow, really? That's great. And she goes, yeah, he cried. And, and for us, you know, we've been discussing, like, the worst-case scenarios and stuff like that, and what we're looking for as far as developments. Mm-hmm. And lungs were a huge thing. Like, he can't survive so, if his lungs aren't developed. So he was 25. He was at 25 he weeks. He was, yeah, right at 25 weeks. And if you don't know, usually babies are delivered around 40. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so he cried that that meant that his lungs were developed. And, you know, the steroid yeah. shots that she got day one worked. Um and she said, you know, they took him downstairs to, you know, the NICU, or we didn't even know what NICU meant mm-hmm. at the time. And uh, she's like, I'm fine. My parents are here. 
I was like, all right, well, I guess, you know, I guess I'm a, I'm a true sailor now because I missed the birth of one of my kids. Yay. You know, <laughs> toot toot. Mazel tov. <laughs> yeah. So get to the hospital, uh, see her. She's looking good. Um, they gave her some pain meds after the delivery. She She's gave birth good. with nothing. I mean, oh, just, I, I think there should be a trophy for women that give birth with no pain meds. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so she did that. We go downstairs and see the baby and he's, it's, he's awesome. He's the cutest little thing. But he's so little. And this is when his journey be- really began for him because mm-hmm. his eyes weren't even uh, open. They were still fused shut. Oh. That's how or like little he was. Um, yeah, so his journey started so, there. So like how little? Uh, one pound, 14 ounces. So under two pounds. Um, maybe about oh, the whoa. size. Like if you had like a hand about my size... His head it's maybe could sit out hand. past your fingers, and his toes would be like where my palm is. Yeah. So a little bitty guy. Yeah. yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah, about you have normal size hand. Yeah. yeah. I mean, six. I could say six inches, but six <laughs> inches to you and me, you know, that's a, that could be a foot away. <laughs> I've been arguing over that in my uh, whole life. No. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Potato so, apple. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So this young man's. You know, God. less than two pounds. Yeah, twenty-four weeks, mm-hmm. and the fight's on. Really, oh, big time. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just like clueless. Like I don't, I'm trying to take care of my wife. You know, because yeah, you know, we've been down this road before, but mm-hmm. not to this level of severity. Right. And I'm just like, God, what do I do? Um, you know, do I? How do I be here for her? How do I? emotionally attached to this my son you know Mm -hmm. you know because she you know loved him because she sacrificed her body for the last you know 25 weeks for this kid she sacrificed her last week by laying in bed in the hospital and committing to the next couple months yeah of just i I will be on my back for three more months yeah in this hospital bed eating eating ice chips yeah yeah she's like this i will do this like i love this baby and i am nowhere near that i think for dads it's different because totally. while we're while we're like oh yeah hey we're expecting our child and we know we have no clue yeah yeah clueless i and, mean yeah especially and, and me by, and by the time the third one comes around it's kind of like okay we've yeah. been through this again yep yep I, I, yeah. here we are i'll love you once you start yeah you know, you know what and in your pants yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're here it's on <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> when you can give me some crap back yeah because we'll, until we'll then it, it nothing really changes for us exactly yeah not yeah, at all what we gotta pick up the kid every once in a while yeah. i mean it's, it's different I, i'm used to sleeping like crap yeah know? yeah you sleep on a tugboat <laughs> yeah exactly do you is it like a little bunk bed you have, or you have a private room, <laughs> yeah. or you so, share yeah. a room? So yeah, as, as a mate or a deckhand and stuff like that, yeah, you do have bunk beds, and so you, you do bunk up. You got roommates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, every summer. Uh, but yeah, so right now I'm, I'm fortunate enough to run this cabin, so I have my own room, and no one yeah. can come in there oh, with that's me. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So this was... So, January. Yeah, so we're a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little over a year ago. And so for 2018... And I know my wife and your wife are good friends. And, yeah. you know, you and I have hung out and we've kept abreast on this. And I think the last year for y'all, I mean, how would you describe like this past year? God, a whirlwind, really. Um, you know, so priority number one is our son's in the hospital. 
how do we get him home? How does he survive? You know, mm-hmm. we've got 101 questions. And if you've ever been in the hospital situation and asked questions to doctors or anyone like that, they yeah. never know. Yeah. And they will never tell you an answer. They no. won't tell you, even if they, they like, give me a percentage. No. Nah, I can't. You know, they just won't. Well, it, yeah. They'll just talk all the way yeah. around it. Um, so, yeah. So, part number one was how are we going to get this kid home? And how are we going to get him to live? Um, and then we're still homeless. <laughs> we're still yeah. living with my parents. Um, so now I'm, the homeless situation comes back to, you know, bite us because what do we do if we bring this kid home? If he comes home yeah. in two months, are we going to bring him downstairs to my parents' house? You know, it's a great situation for us to live there. But in reality, it's a man cave where we're staying. It's mm-hmm. tile floors and it's kind of cold at night and it's, it's no environment yeah. for having an infant. And so are we going to pay bills, medical bills? Like, what is that going to look yeah. like with this kid? And, you know, everything is just kind of crazy. So we start talking about it and figuring things out. And, okay, um, are we going to rebuild our house? And what does rebuilding our house looks like? look like? And is our insurance going to give us enough money to repair the house? And come to find out, the city says that we have to tear down the house because it's been flooded in the past. And... They won't let us rebuild. Just rebuild. Yeah. yeah. So we've got to tear down the house. All right. So now we're going to have to refinance with, you know, SBA and do this kind of thing. And what does that look like? And it's it just things started going crazy. Um, we had an amazing community of friends and family around us that took care of all of the things that they could take care of as mm-hmm. far as like meals. You know, because I got, you know, I have to go back to the boat yeah. and go back to work. Um, and so my wife has to go to the hospital every day to be with our son. Right. Because he's by himself. Yeah. And we have two other kids at home. You got to still continue their life. Yeah. You have to, you have to keep doing your life. She has to head, take care of the kids. Yeah. Her head is spinning. And, uh, your so, head's spinning too, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just forced to be in isolation for half the time. Yeah. And, you know, our friends said, you know what? We're going to cook for you. And we're going to do your laundry. And uh, one of the, the lady that owns uh, Strawberry Fields, which was the daycare that uh, Fletcher was going to, said, I'm going to um, make sure that your kid doesn't pay, or you guys don't pay for your kid to go to daycare. That it, place is awesome. It's free of charge until your kid gets home from the hospital. There. And, yeah, so it's like, Strawberry Fields is amazing. Pip, so Pip much. went there. Gus is there. God, it's God, those people epic. are epic. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so awesome. They're good people. Absolutely. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, all this community of friends came around us and said, look, like, we're going to take on the burdens that we can for you. Mm-hmm. And they did. And it was amazing. And we had so much medical stuff to worry about with Sawyer and pray about. And the community praying was his saving grace because he had a liver bleed. He had an, uh, a GI tear where he, his bowel, you know, was going mm-hmm. into his, um, body and he got septic. And then he, um, had a, a fungal infection multiple times. Yeah. I remember. And, and it's like one of those things is a very low survival rate. And he had all of them at the same time. You know, we had, 
multiple conversations with doctors where the doctor said, look, he's not going to come home. And this is probably going to be the last time that you're going to be up here hanging out with him. And then we had other conversations with the doctor and the doctor said, look, we can push medicine and make this kid survive as long as you want, but how far is too far? Yeah. And so that's a terrible conversation to have. Like, are we doing the right thing? Are we doing the wrong thing? Like, are we, you know, do we want to have a vegetable as a child or like what, you know, we want to like, we yeah. want to have this child. You want your kid healthy. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, ju- I just want my kid healthy. And exactly. by what means are you going to do that? God, and then we had people telling us, like, what hospital to go to. Like, oh, you're at UTV. You can't be at UTV. You got to go here. You got to go there. And, like, but we had such a good community where we were at. And uh, ultimately, we ended up going to Texas Children's in mm-hmm. Houston because of IV access. Mm-hmm. Because, basically, he had to have nutrition through an IV because he wasn't eating. And his, you know, colon was torn and he had uh, um, ostomy and some other yeah. things. And so we had, you know, it was an emergency transfer to Texas Children's, and that's why we ended up in Houston. Um, but we were uh, a total hospital stay of seven months. <laughs> it, it, if you're listening to that, I want you to think about this. Picture seven months. Just every day. Oh, yeah. Every day. Every day having to go. Yep. And, to and go. if you don't go a day, think about the guilt and frustration you feel with yourself, especially for my wife as the mom. And you know, yeah. she takes on like the stay at home mom as a job. Yeah. And, you know, the that, feeling that you would have of like, oh, I just failed at my job because I didn't go see yeah. my kid today. But I have oh, two I have other to, kids. I have to <laughs> take care of my other kids. So I couldn't yeah. go see my other kid, the one who's in the hospital yeah. or. Or even, you know, oh, my oldest kid who has this, that I need to go. I can't go yeah. to that. Birthdays. Yeah. You know, do I give my kid a birthday party? Man, that caused that. There's planning and everything that goes yeah. into that. And you're still doing it as a mom half the time because your husband's at work. Yeah. On a boat. So you're doing it solo. Dude, this. It was wild. It was wild yeah. seven months. <laughs> it was. God, I, I, I know that. Oh, uh, I would always come in and ask Kelly, you know, what's the latest update? What's yeah, the word? What's going for sure. on? And when we laid down at night and said our prayers, man, we, we always said a prayer for Sawyer. We said a prayer for y'all too. Yeah. Uh, and just the amazing things that would you hear about him. Yeah. And I told Kelly at one point, I was like, this little dude is going to like, he's going to have a story to tell and change lives. He's going to do something amazing. Yeah. I think he's really cool. Uh, uh, and I know that they did fundraisers. I know that they did yep. blood drives. Blood drives. So, uh, funny thing, I have never given blood before. Yeah. And uh, when Sawyer's thing came up, yeah, at the fitness center. Wife, yeah, and my wife told me about it. Yeah. I went and I did it. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> You're lucky I'm you not, got in because they, they had to, to turn people away because there's so many people going. I start, I, I got there first thing. I was like the third one in there. God. and uh, But I had never done that before. So yeah. I was like, you know what? That, uh, I'm going to go. This is a cause I can get behind. Huh? Yeah. I, like, <laughs> it, it's kind of like one of those things like, hey, they're ripping out 
sheetrock and do they have tools? No, I was like, all right, I'm going. So another one of those times, yeah. I was like, I'm going. I'm going. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, and uh, I'm already signed up for Monday. Yeah. So, and, I, and I will be on the boat. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will, I'll, I'll Snapchat you from there. You go, yeah. From it. But you know, it's, make sure you, make sure you uh, film when the needle goes in. <laughs> all right, I'll send that to you. I'll fill the pain with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad now. Oh, not at all. Like, it's surprisingly, I've, I've given blood a couple more times and I'm like, this ain't bad. It's Heck yeah. good. I have fun with it. Yeah. I always like teasing the nurses and everything, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's this young man has brought around a lot of the community. Oh God, yeah. And uh, recently at church the other day, the priest pastor was talking about when you're going through these challenges. Yeah, it's God preparing you for the preparing you for something else. Yeah, and. Uh, the way that he described it was really cool. He's like, picture climbing a mountain by walking around it, mm-hmm. that you're going to face something, and you still have to walk this long way around the mountain. Yeah. But as you get closer to the top, you may face that same thing again, but the walk's not as far, and the walk's not as far. And when you finally get to the top and you <laughs> face that same thing, it's there. You know how to handle it. You can do it. And that's just my very – and I was Kelly and I were like, good Lord. You know, we're like, wow. God, just, you know, think about everything that's going on. And, you know, we we haven't faced the challenges that y'all have faced. Everybody's going through their own thing. Yeah. Uh, I know y'all were always really cool about it. Get, got to go see Sora one day uh, up at the hospital and hang yeah. out with him and see him. And uh, But now he's in, they just got back from California, and this was really yeah. cool. You were explaining it to me last night at Topgolf. Oh, man. That. So what is this program that Sora just got? Snake oils and voodoo is what I thought it was going into it. (laughs) I'm serious. Just take him to see Buster. He knows that stuff. (laughs) Yeah. He's going to California. His kid's going to come back, and he's going to know three letters, CBD. (laughs) (laughs) They they say it's good for anti-inflammation. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But have you tried DMT? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, so we find out crystal finds out about this program and it's an intensive um kind of therapy uh physical therapy like rehab deal mm-hmm. um now is it specific for uh, multiple things okay so a lot of uh what we saw um there's a lot of like uh children with cerebral palsy um different stages which is one of the things we're trying to um limit his exposure towards um having cerebral palsy um, our therapists say if with him stretching and stuff like that, that can really help him out if he's going to have it. Like he won't be as severe. Mm-hmm. Um, we really don't know what he's going to look like as far as long term yet. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I always tell people is, we're looking for red flags, mm-hmm. and he hasn't thrown up any red flags yet. Right. So that's a good thing. We still have about another more another year to go to that he can throw up more red flags. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not out of the woods yet, and we don't know what he's going to look like long term. But it's looking good so far. But anyway, so Crystal finds out about this um, therapy program out in California called the Napa Center. Mm-hmm. And it's an intensive therapy where they do like rehab and, you know, kind of thing, looking things. Um, so she talks to me about it. Hey, I'd really love to get Sawyer into this. They have a pop-up in um, Houston, and then they have a pop-up in Austin. We could probably get in in September to this program. Um um, okay, cool. Yeah, let's do go it. for yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it. And, you know, research it up. I'm like, how much does it cost? She's like, X amount of thousands of dollars. I'm like, oh my god. 
well, does the insurance cover it? She goes, I think they cover a little bit. Okay, well, whatever. Yeah, let's let's mm-hmm. let's get let's let's, let's get, get the, the ball, ball rolling. rolling. Exactly. Like, okay, it's my kid. Yep. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, I'll spend a thousand dollars on just all money. kinds of dumb stuff. You know, yeah. I bought a jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I bought podcasting equipment. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so she's kids. talking about this like on a Monday. Um, Tuesday, she makes a couple emails. Tuesday afternoon. She gets an email back saying, hey, look, you know, crazy thing just happened. We had someone drop out. We have an opening on Monday. I'm like, Monday in September? She's like, no, 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 next Monday. Three weeks ago. I'm like, what the heck? So anyway, I'm like, well, let's do it. Just say yes. The worst case scenario, we can't figure out a way to get you out there and can't find a place to stay. And we just say no and, you know, try again. She gets on the horn and gets hold of everything and sets it all up. And by Wednesday morning, we've got it all figured out. And I haven't even told my parents yet. Oh, man. <laughs> I haven't told my mom she that she's going to be it. watching my kids for the next three weeks. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. So Chris was like, hey, I figured it out. We're going. My mom's going to drive out to California with me. Um, this, is gonna, this is the way this is going to happen. We're going to pay for it like this. We're going to do this, that, and the other. We're going to Airbnb when we get out there. And uh, yeah, so she heads out. And in like two days, crazy, um, starts doing the program. And we had a kind of a thing with Airbnb where they got to a, uh, Airbnb and it was across the street from like a homeless shelter, Ooh. which is cool if I was there, yeah. but my wife with two kids, kids and her mom across the street from a homeless shelter in Venice, California without yeah, her husband. Venice is, yeah. Venice is sketchy. It's, it's sketchy, but it's awesome. Like, yeah. it's so cool. Like, if I was there, I love it because I, lo- I love the artsiness of it and everything like that. But um, You get to surf. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but so she... I knew you went out there, did you? I did, did you yeah. To surf? Heck yeah. Oh, I didn't get to because it was raining and, and Ryder wanted to surf and I didn't want him to get like a bad ear infection uh, because with all the runoff. But the waves were good. It looked really fun. Toasty. Man. <laughs> So this Airbnb would get there, and we'll uh, talk surfing in a second. God, oh yeah, I'm ready. Uh, that'd be a lot of that'd be that'd be fun next segment. Mm-hmm. Um, but so yeah, she calls Airbnb lady says, "Hey, look, I've got two kids. Um, I can't even get my kids' car seat into the door because you've got trash cans between the fence and our walkway." She's like, "Look, I'd love to stay here. I can't. I just can't do it with these kids. Um, it's just not what it was. Yeah. There's no picture of the outside of the place and." Um, I'd love to pay for like the first two days and then you refund my money for the, like the rest of the stay. Uh, the lady that had the Airbnb was like, nah, ain't happening. So we ended up paying like more than half of what, what? the Airbnb was. Yeah. They, they charge us cleaning fees for the Airbnb. <laughs> we never even went in it. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So we've got like charged like 200 and something dollars to clean the place when we never, you know, even, Give me their address. Oh, I, yeah. You should see the review that she wrote in the end. Ooh. Brutal. But anyway, but long story short, I mean, they, they got the, into a hotel. And that'll get that'll get to that person down the road. Exactly, yeah. I'm not worried I, about I, it, yeah. I, I think long-term and things like that sometimes when it's like, oh, I'm going to help, you know, you help somebody do something. It, yeah. That comes back way later Absolutely, on in life. yeah. But if you, yeah. if you fuck with someone. Yeah. It's going to come back to that. Per- it's going to yeah. come back to you way sooner. And what it, in, in the end? What is it? A couple hundred bucks? Yeah. You can, you can always make more money. Yeah. You know, work. You know, stay stay late. Do something. You know, mm-hmm. that that will. You know, we could put Spider Man on eBay. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, we're not missing it now. You know, yeah. that money is it's it's gone and yeah. whatever. 
you know. Um, but so he gets in and he's he in, starts. He starts doing this program, and Crystal's you know texting me. She's like, "Man, this first couple of days was tough. He's crying because they're so intense. It's basically like he's just working out super mm-hmm. hard." Um, and you know, I'm like, oh, "Okay," I'm kind of you know talking to her, and they're having fun on the side. They're going to the beach in the afternoons, and um, they get their living situation figured out. And uh, I come out on the third week on mm-hmm. a Sunday. So you know, Monday he starts his you know third week of program. Um, Ryder and I fly out there on Sunday, and when I pick this kid up, it was it. I, I knew it was the real deal because previously, when I'd pick him up, it'd be like picking up like a two year old kid or something like that. They just kind of collapse on mm-hmm. you when you pick him up. Yeah. I picked him up, and his back was straight, and his head was up. He was looking at me. He was looking at his brother. Oh, he was man. looking all around. He was very engaged. I was like, wow. What? It's like he and grew the, up. Exactly. I was like, what in the world just happened in two weeks? Like, this is not voodoo and snake oil. Or if it is, it works. Yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I am totally sold. Next day, we get to go and see the program. Um they're doing speech therapy, which is like teaching him how to eat and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, if you even like touch his lips, he would gag and, you know, oh, before man. this. Now they're there. He's eating bites of food. He's uh, having the spoon roll around in his mouth, playing with it, talking, cooing. It was just amazing to see. And uh, we got to see three days of therapy while we were out there until we had to come back home because I had to go back yeah. to work. But I brought uh, Ryder and Fletcher back with me to uh back to texas and uh they finished out the week out there and her parents ended up driving back oh cool and now he's back home and now he's back home and just going crazy he's had even more development being home because you know crystal learned all the moves they gave her the tools to. oh yeah so now she's got it all locked in she knows how to you know twirl them around and get them strong <laughs> and stuff like that and so she's like a little physical therapist herself nice um but yeah he, he's doing amazing and so it's it's really cool to see and, and his brothers are the his biggest uh you know kind of helper because they just treat him like another little brother man that's that's so cool it's awesome i know keller would tell like once again keller would be like man this just happened and, and i think one of the most recent ones when uh he pulled out his feeding tube didn't he Oh, God, yeah. Well, he pulled out a central line a few times. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that sent us to the hospital a few times. Um, the last time he pulled out a central line was New Year's Eve, but a year before mm-hmm. Crystal's water broke, or a year after Crystal's water broke. Um, so we figured out, oh, are we going to spend every New Year's in the hospital? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, so we, but this was the second time he pulled it out, and Crystal goes to the hospital. Um, they send her home. I get off work the next day. We go back to the hospital because they want to put it back in. Well, with his central line and getting the IV nutrition, you know, he's still on feeds through his mm-hmm. G tube. He's on full feeds in his G tube. The uh, IV is kind of just like their um, security blanket for doctors. Yeah. But he can get it infected. And, you know, it goes straight to his heart. It's a big risk of infection, and that yeah. could kill him. You know. So we're telling the doctors, look, we're not putting this thing back in. What do we have to do? to get you guys to keep him on just yeah. feeds and, you know, get this thing out. And they're like, well, we're going to try him on some formula and you're going to spend a couple nights in the hospital because we don't know if he'll tolerate it and this and that. And I said, Hey, look, sign us up. up. Yeah. Let's we'll, go for we're it. We're in. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll spend however many nights we need to have up here. Yeah. we got good insurance. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. I've, I've slept on this couch before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can I get can I get a fold out one? It's in room four hundred three. Yeah. Uh, get a do not disturb sign yeah. to put on the back of the door. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, we uh, yeah we got in for the long haul. And they put him on formula. We spent one night in there, and they said, "Look, he's doing great. Go home." Man, every time something would come up with Sawyer, and Keller would tell me, part of me would always be, you know, at first, you know, say a little prayer. But yeah. afterwards, I'd kind of be like, that kid's going to be okay. He's got it. He's got it. He's 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 going to be okay. He's, yeah. And it's so cool. Yep. It so. was amazing. And it's like, you know, a lot of, like, our family has said, like, he knew. Yeah. He's like, get this thing out of me. Yeah. I don't, need, I don't need this thing. Yeah. Take me to California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to go see the beaches yeah. and go play in the sand. Yeah. Crazy. And, uh, and, and it's a ride. He's known. He's known it because he's done it. So, yeah. He's yeah. a cool little dude. For sure. And so now he's back and we're hanging out and uh, waiting for the weather to get nice and warm. And He'll probably end up being beach. like a motivational speaker or something and talking about yeah. that. Or he'll probably go and be like a doctor or something yeah. street or, fighter yeah that would be awesome you know in UFC or, you know professional <laughs> beer drinker <laughs> yeah he's gonna so, be a wild switchblade juggler <laughs> yeah good lord <laughs> yeah he's gonna do some cool things yeah uh i just got a message that the uh the beer delivery's on its way oh. or a little while ago that was i mean i guess we could have Coming, but man, I tell you what, you got some good service. Five minutes ago, here. what's that? You got good service then. <laughs> I know. I'll try. Let's just say we had good surf around here, but we do. So oh, yeah. now, one of the things, like when I found out about you and started hanging out with you, is that you're a surfer, dude. Yeah. And then I saw the pictures of you, and I'm like, oh, God, he was a surfer, dude. Look at this blonde. <laughs> yeah, head. right? Yeah, yeah. dude. What the, I mean, puka shell necklace. Yeah, no, I never wore that crap. You had a puka shell. I home. never had a puka shell necklace. Mm-hmm. Man, I used to make fun of guys that had that stuff. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah, shoot, surfing, man, that, I, you know, surfing changed my life. It really did. Um, and you grew up around here surfing. Yeah, right here in Kima. Yeah. yeah. Born and raised. So I started in Galveston. Uh, ended up, I got my first surfboard. Uh, a buddy of mine and myself cleaned out these people's um, side house. Mm-hmm. They had a bunch of junk and trash and just... I think they call that a crack house. Yeah. Oh, you ever seen Hoarders? It kind of looked yeah. like that. And uh, they had a couple old surfboards in there. And one of them had uh, like a busted nose of the board. Mm-hmm. And, and so instead of them giving me my 200 bucks for cleaning this house out all weekend, I was like, hey, give me that surfboard instead. You're a horrible negotiator. Yeah, looking back now, it's probably like a forty dollars surfboard. <laughs> but uh, but they're like, yeah, you know, I think we can, I think we can make that happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you so you Man, get a surfboard yeah. and you start surfing around yeah. here. And my, my mom was uh, a good enough mom to take me to the beach and you know stick it out, and I fell in love with it. I really did, and I just you know, wanted to go all the time. Middle of the winter, raining, cold, no matter what, um, I wanted to do it. And being a, you know from Texas. It's no uh, mystery that the waves pretty much suck, you know, especially in Galveston. Yeah, that's that's the thing that wouldn't make me think of this as yeah. a surfing area. Yeah. Because I grew up in Cutoff near Grand Island, yeah. Fouchon, and we boogie boarded. Yeah. You know. The, oh, yeah. Yeah, boogie board, you know. Heck the yeah. waves. The only time the waves were 
bad was when I were really, I guess, good was when a hurricane was coming, and that's when you kind of start yeah. going fishing because that's when the fishing's real good. Man, yeah. So, so you start going surfing around here, and yeah. How far did you take it, man? So when I first started, I was pretty competitive, and I always had like a, a big ego about myself, and so I thought I was a whole lot better than what I was. And so I had friends that were taking Kodak pictures of me, and I'd built this little portfolio and some stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get sponsored, and I'm going to do this. It's got a couple surf videos. <laughs> um, and I found out my dad surfed back in the day. And so my yeah. main goal when I first started was I want to be better than my dad. Look what's here. Look oh, what's here. Cold bear. Oh, thank you, darling. <laughs> Appreciate this so much. Set that right in front of the camera. It's like a sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, baby. You're welcome. Oh, man. Shall we? Yes, absolutely. Uh, here you go. Oh, here you go. Thank you. All right. <laughs> yeah. uh, not sponsored, but we appreciate them. Sponsor. Yeah. Have you ever been on their tour? No. Uh-uh. Oh, I haven't done fun. any of that stuff. Salute. Slancha. Man, but yeah. I so said, I to this be podcast has turned into like yeah. <laughs> me hanging out, and drinking with my buddies, and putting it on film. And day. Hey, you can't you can't say that too loud, man. Like <laughs> she knows. She well, now not everybody else does. Yeah, at least the hundred people who are subscribed to this know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, surfing in Galveston. Yeah, the waves suck, but I just I don't know I don't know what it was about it, but I had this um, desire to be good and i just loved it i skateboarded and stuff too but why i say that it saved or not saved me but it was a huge um part of my life to where i am today is because a lot of my friends um started you know drinking and partying and stuff like that and uh i became kind of on a different path i kind of chose a different path because i wanted to wake up early on Saturday and go surf and I wanted to do contests and I wanted to go to Corpus. I wanted to do, you know, I had these goals with surfing that I wanted to keep doing and I loved it so much. It was such a passion. You were focused. Exactly. But it kept me away from those other things. And, uh, which is ironic because, you know, when you first think of surfing, you think of stoners and stuff like that. Yeah. And drinking. Yeah. And, but that got me out of all that stuff, which is weird. But uh but yeah, so and it and it did and I went you know got oh into my high school. God. Participation in sports kept a kid off of drugs <laughs> yeah. and drinking and in food. <laughs> it's like somebody God, I wish somebody would have told people yeah. this. <laughs> but yeah, so Man, I just, I loved it. And I went to California when I was uh, in high, you know, my first year of high school. My mom took me out there. Funny story about that is, uh, you know, my mom, she goes, well, if you're going to go to California, you got to look like a California person. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, okay. And I had long blonde hair and you know, I looked like a surfer. <laughs> go pull up the Encyclopedia California she, Surfer. She puts me uh, in a tanning bed oh my like God. three times a week. How old are you? I was a freshman in high school. <laughs> Which was, it was cool, you know, like I didn't care until I went to high school and this girl said, hey, have you been going to a tanning bed? I said, why do you say that? Because I had the rings around my eyes oh, from man. those little you things you stick. Yeah. Did you hang the goggles from your uh, rear view mirror? <laughs> I, I guess it had them in her, her car, you know, so I would wear them when I go in there. And so my eyelids were, you know, bleach white. 
<laughs> and I was dark as could be. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so that was a little traumatic, but, you know, I got over it, brushed it off, went to California, had fun. Um, wow. And then yeah, met some friends out there, and I'd, I'd go out there for a couple weeks during the summer and just kind of bounce around couches, you know, during high school. Eating fish tacos and burritos. Oh, and, man, that's where I fell in love with fish tacos was out there. I didn't know what it was. I didn't that, eat fish tacos till I moved here. Big burritos, like big yeah. giant burritos, like free birds or stuff like that. Like that, those were big out there. Um, loved those things. Basically, any kind of crap. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, just started surfing out in California and, and being exposed out there kind of broadened uh, my horizon with surfing mm-hmm. um, and figured out that, look, like, you know, there's a whole lot more to being good at surfing like you you know you could be the best wherever you're from but if you got a bad attitude you'll never make it and uh so did you ever have to deal with like the the local locals versus yeah like where you know somebody cut your board and you had to like man get into a switchblade flight i want to say yes but no no i kind of wish because i heard the stories like that you know like you saw point break yeah yeah, you know, like Texas license plates and stuff like that. You get wax on your windshield. No, I never got all that crap. Uh, you know, yeah, no, I never did, man. Really, you know, it was. I was always kind of welcomed in, but I think it was because I was just happy to be there, yeah. really. But and so yeah, yeah. So now you're getting Ryder into surfing. God, yeah, no, he's he into just, it. He just had a little competition, didn't he? He did, yeah. So he got uh, third place in a division that's older than he is so he's in like what they call the mini groms and he surfed he's, he's six right kids. yeah he's well, he's seven, seven. Yeah. okay yeah he's a year older than pip he surfed up into the next so he surfed a six or seven year old division then he also surfed up into the older kids division and mm-hmm. got third in that division nice granted there's only three kids in there but <laughs> he doesn't know that and i'm not going to tell him that but uh but the crazy I, thing was you, the, you know what my grandpa used to say I graduated 12th in my class. Yeah. <laughs> there were 12 kids, but I graduated, so yep. he competed. Yeah. That's the big thing. Heck so. yeah. And the thing was, is uh, not only did he get third out of third in the older kid division or whatever, you know, you know that might, you take that at face value and it's like, oh, cool. You know, it's just mm-hmm. a dad being proud of his kid for, you know, getting out there, which I am. Yeah. But it was 55 degree water temperature. This kid didn't have booties. He has a four-year-old wetsuit that's got holes in it. He's freezing his ass off immensely. It's foggy, drizzling rain, 40 degrees outside, and he surfs and wants to go back out. Awesome. And at that moment, I knew that this kid had passion for something because you do something when it's sunny and great and everyone's cheering for you that's one thing yeah. but when no one's there and no one's clapping and it's cold Golden, and miserable yeah. and you want to keep, keep doing going. it you're in love with it and so yeah. I, I knew i was like well he's hooked and he can't feel his toes and he wants to catch another wave yeah. so that's awesome man and that was his surf contest this year so now he has another one this coming weekend um, but i'll be working and so uh, one of my friends is going to actually take him out there and push him into waves for me while I'm working cool. and so, help him out. So he doesn't like paddle out and wait he, for the wave. He can a little bit, um, but you know, because he's condensed to 15 minutes for a, mm-hmm. a heat, and so uh, for to, to give him the best opportunity to catch waves, like I go out there with him and kind of you know push him. I grab the front of his board and run out there and mm-hmm. let him just lay down, 
spin him around and throw him into a wave, and he, you know, he catches it. Um, but he can go out there and you know, kind of stand on the yeah. side of his board, and he will jump on it. And he'll paddle, and he, you know, he does catch waves. He's just yeah. not as good at it. Yeah. Well, you gotta learn sometimes. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. I want to learn. Yeah, let's do it. So I, I'll push. I've told you you'll oh, yeah. push me in. Yeah, we'll go tandem. All right, that's I'll, cool. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll get I'll get right behind you. Can we do the thing where like you hold me up in the air and spin oh, me around? Absolutely. I'd I'll love put that. you on one hand like that. Maybe you know, no. give you a little give you a little extra. <laughs> <laughs> so my buddy uh, Chris Morris, he was on here a yeah. while back. Uh, he surfs a lot. Yeah, uh, Galveston too. That's why I was like, man, I want to get you and him together. And I want y'all to come take me and teach me how to surf because I think do a Buster Surf Camp. <laughs> I think it'd be hilarious. And yeah. uh, as as this channel grows, uh, I think it'd be awesome to go video it. Also, get like a couple yeah. of guys and like uh, just go experience and be like, you know, absolutely a mix between like, oh, let's we're going surfing today, yeah. <laughs> you know. So and just see what it's all about. Yeah. So yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, I think we're up at our uh, time, and we've got you know, ten more beers. So. Ah, well, I know what we can do with these. I do, too. So, Jared, man, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Uh, man, thank you. Yeah, hey, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for all your prayers, um, support, everything. It's, yeah. it's you know, it's, it's been the only thing that kept us going the last few years. Anything you want to plug? Man, Strawberry Fields, big time. Um, UTMB Galveston, absolutely. My wife actually got a um, the device that we needed when we left UTMB which was an ultrasound guided, um, IV placement. Mm -hmm. She, um, wrote the, I guess the board at UTMB and actually got that end there. Um, so that's a huge one. Um, Napa center, which is the rehab program that Sawyer just went to, um, the fitness center with the, all the blood drives they've been doing. And they're actually considering, um, opening up their doors to host a satellite, uh, program for Napa. Really? That's awesome. Um, so those guys, um, you know, all the community locally, uh, my wife's friends, they've been, you know, crazy good to us. Um, just our church communities around here, multiple different churches. Uh, we've been a part of so many. Um, we're not going consistently right now because we can't get Sawyer exposed to other kids mm-hmm. with him getting sick. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for you yeah, know, you the love be- of God and, and, and yeah. our family and friends, we wouldn't be where we're at right now. So, I mean, that's that's huge to us. That's good to hear, man, you know. But y'all are good people, and y'all deserve that. And We try. You know, <laughs> man, y'all are. Y'all are. So, well, Jared, thanks for coming on. Uh, another good old boy in the book here on the episode. And everyone, thank y'all for listening and tuning in. I appreciate it very much. Uh, once again, if you can, please go and subscribe to the podcast and rate us. Give me a five. I'm going to ask for that because, well, yeah. you don't get what you don't ask for. Uh, <laughs> rate me. We're on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and Spotify and all the major platforms. If you can, just go and share this with your friends. Join us on Facebook. Uh, like us. We have a webpage, goodoldboypodcast.com. Instagram, goodoldboypodcast, any which way that you can. Just share us. Get this out. If you know of a good old boy that should be on this show send me a message and let me know if you are a good old boy and want to come on the show and talk about something passionate we just had uh aj olson on who talked about soil biology i've had aj from i've had a lot of aj's on here uh aj from aj's custom fab who is working on a special secret top secret project for me right now which is going to be really cool uh 
And I mean, I've just had some really cool people on here that I have enjoyed drinking beer with. And as my wife says, sitting in the back room, drinking beer, talking to a microphone. So as always, thank y'all for your support. I really appreciate it. And say hello to your mom and them for me. 